Though in the beginning there was a Big Bang which led me to the creation of brief history of time. Now from beyond the grave. I present you something even greater. Doug and Pick's bad, yet surprising good, film and TV podcast. Come on, show the movie! Hey, hey! And welcome to Doug and Pick's bad, yet surprisingly good, film and TV podcast. You are listening, as ever, to The Voice of Picks, and... Not joining me this week is my partner in crime, Duke. This is because this is a special podcast. I'm going to call this a mini pod. And this week I'm going to be dealing in particular with a film that is very close to my heart. But I'm going to take an unusual approach. This is going to be a report on the film industry using the Blair Witch Project which was released in 1999 as a case study. A case study slightly different from what we've been looking at in previous pods. For this mini-pod, we are going to be focused on the different ways in which film production may be financed, different options for distribution of films, different approaches to the marketing and promotion of films, current marketplace developments which affect the film industry, developments in technology, and just generally it's an analysis of the the impact of funding marketplace developments aforementioned developments in technology and production content and overall audience engagement as always i encourage you to watch the film prior to listening to this podcast because spoiler 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 there will be spoilers mentioned this is burkittsville formerly blair it is a small quiet Maryland town, much like a small, quiet town anywhere. No more than 20 families laid their roots here over 200 years ago, many of whom remain, either on this hill or in the town below. There are an unusually high number of children laid to rest here, most of whom passed in the 1940s. Yet no one in the town seems to recall anything unusual about this time, to us anyway. Yet legend tells a different story, one whose evidence is all around us, etched in stone. Well, we have shot the first scene, the cemetery scene. The opening is shot. Oh, we're doing a documentary about the Blair Witch. Oh. Oh, have you heard of the Blair Witch? Oh, yeah. That's an old, old, old story. I remember. Uh, Mr. Parr was an old hermit, right? And, and he lived up on the mountain. He had a, he had a place up there, been there for a long, long time. You've heard of the Blair Witch several times. Several times. And uh, what was the first incident? incident well, I've heard you... I've heard stories about her from people and neighbors and stuff like that. But also, I saw a documentary on the Discovery Channel or somewhere. Really? Once about her, about the ghosts really? and legends of Maryland. Yeah, it's a story my grandmother used to tell us all. Makes us go to bed early. Really? Say if you stay up after dark or walk around the house too much, a Blair Witch would come and get you. Uh, sort of in the winter, I guess, the fall or the winter 1940, uh, some of the young kids started to disappear, and nobody, nobody knew anything about why they were 
why they were disappearing. So the creepy, <laughs> the uh -oh. creepiest story <laughs> about moment, her, that I ever heard was that two men were out hunting, uh -huh. and they were camped near the cabin or something that she's supposed to haunt. No, uh -huh. no. And they disappeared off the face of the earth. No. Really? Okay, it's all right, Ingrid. I'm just telling a scary story, but it's not true. It's not true. Finally, one day, old Mr. Pryor come down into the market and said, I'm finally finished. And what did he mean by that? Well, I guess nobody knew at first, but the police uh, finally went up on the mountain and uh, they searched his house and they found the bodies of seven kids from the area. What he did is he took uh, the kids down in the basement by twos and he made one face into the corner. Really? And then he would kill the other one. And then when he was done with that, he grabbed the one out of the corner and killed that one too. And those were the seven kids that were missing. And then they bought them out of the woods one at a time. And it just was a, a terrible thing. It just tore the whole community up. Said in court that he couldn't take the eyes on them. He could, he could feel the eyes watching them. That's why he made them face into the corner. As the millennium approached, horror was becoming an unusual genre. And if it tapped into the right audience and trends of the time, then it could prove to be very financially rewarding. While low-budget horror films flooded the home video market in a time prior to DVD, Blu-ray, streaming services, it was their big-budget counterparts that were taking a firm hold on the box office. It would seem that a balance could not be found that would please everyone. In the final months of 1999, horror at the box office was saved by a film that became a turning point in many aspects including film production, film marketing and film distribution. It was a revelation which shook the cinematic world and created such a panic and fear that the effects are still felt today. That film was The Blair Witch Project, directed by Eduardo Sanchez. When considering how films are financed, if we were to look at British film production for example, that in particular can be financed in a variety of ways, depending on the circumstances of the filmmaker or the potential for box office success. Some producers may receive funding from one of the UK's national arts funding agencies like Creative Scotland or the British Film Institute. These organisations distribute both government funding and national lottery money. Normally more than one source of funding is required and additional finance might be found through business investors or co-production with other countries which means the filmmakers can take advantage of funding and other benefits such as tax credit in more than one country. For example, Dread in 2012 took advantage of this by filming in South Africa. Ideally, all investors will want to see a return on their money, so they are only likely to fund films that they think stand a chance of success. For the independent filmmaker, financing often proves to be the biggest obstacle to overcome. In today's film industry, some independent producers are now using crowdfunding on the internet, where they appeal to individuals to donate money towards helping to make their film, often for rewards like tickets to the premiere or signed stills from the production. Previously, this type of help and funding might have taken the form of personal loans from the bank or an overuse of credit cards. For example, the 2004 film My Date with Drew was financed primarily from winnings from a game show. You could also take uh, personal investment from family and friends, like Morgan Spurlock achieved in his hit documentary Supersize Me, also released in 2004. 
This type of funding can be an attractive option for new filmmakers who do not yet have an established reputation and who may find it harder to attract investment from other sources. Dude, guys, do you remember something that Mary Brown said the other day? What was the story from the Bible that she was telling us? Fuck, I wasn't listening to her because I thought she was a lunatic. It was Esau, but it was something about a pile of rocks. Well, what the fuck was it about a pile of rocks? Does anybody remember? Dude, live your life. This is like. Live your looks life. like an Indian burial ground, man. See, I don't know if this counts. Three. Four. Five. Six. Seven. The Blair Witch Project is an American supernatural horror film written, directed and edited by Daniel Merrick and Eduardo Sanchez. It is based on the allegedly true story of three student filmmakers, Heather Donahue, Michael C. Williams and Joshua Leonard, who hike in the Black Hills near Burkittsville, Maryland in 1994 to film a documentary about a local legend known as the Blair Witch. The three disappear, but their equipment and footage is discovered a year later. The reportedly recovered footage is the film the audience sees. Merrick and Sanchez conceived of a fictional legend of the Blair Witch in 1993, which they developed into a screenplay with instructions that the primary dialogue be mainly improvised on location by the cast. Eduardo Sanchez, Daniel Merrick, Greg Hale, Robin Cowie and Michael Manello, a team of determined, quick-thinking and highly original filmmakers, created the production company Haxon Films, also known as the Haxon Five, to bring the idea to the big screen. To secure their starting money of $25,000, they produced an eight-minute short film entitled The Blair Witch Project, the story of the Black Hills disappearances. Many investors were drawn to the project as they completely believed what they saw. Very quickly, not only had the Haxon Five started to gain money towards their phase one budget, but they received the realization that what they were doing was already gaining a level of credibility. Phase two of the budget came from airing their investor reel on the John Pearson show split screen in April 1998. Most of what was shot during phase two would end up in the 45 minute documentary The Curse of the Blair Witch. The film began production in October 1997 with principal shooting taking place in Maryland over eight days on an original budget of $60,000. Phase one cost $25,000 and phase two cost $35,000. Some of which came directly from Merrick's friend Greg Hale, producer of the film, who poured his savings into the project to ensure it happened. Around 20 hours of footage was initially shot before it was finally edited down to 81 minutes. The film was heavily credited with reviving the found footage technique which was later used by similar successful horror films such as Paranormal Activity in 2007 
and Cloverfield in 2008. Woke up this morning, just like two seconds ago, and there are piles of rocks outside of our tent. There are three, actually. Are you seriously fucking positive those weren't there? I am seriously fucking positive these were not here. How would we have, like, just made a campsite in between three piles of rocks just by coincidence? <laughs> you don't think this is strange? This is way fucking weird, but it really doesn't matter at this point because all I want to do is get to the goddamn car. Whatever it is, man. Whatever it is at this point. I know, I know. Is, we have to get back to the car. We're obviously okay. not wanted here, okay. so let's get the hell out. We have to go. We have to get the dap back anyway. I, I realize that. Okay, That's let's what I'm go. saying. Let's get okay. the dad back. Let's we're out get of our here. ship packed up. We're out of here. We're out of here. Shit. We're we out of here. Walk? Yes, we're out okay, of here. Okay, cool. I can't believe we have to leave. There's some shit's happening. Heather, put the fucking camera down. Let's pack up the tent. Let's get okay, the hang on. Woods, okay? Come on. No, I'm not fucking scared. I'm just tired. I'm hungry. I'm fucking like. I'm just fucking done, man. All right. I'm just fucking done. Did you take it? No, I didn't take the fucking map, man. I'm, I'm not playing head games, man. If anyone's playing head games, you're playing head games, but I'm not playing head games. I don't have it. We have to go. I'm serious, I don't have it. Are you fucking serious? I'm fucking serious, I don't have the map, okay? That is so not cool, man. I know it's not cool. That is so not cool. I know it's not cool. That is, that, I mean, that's the fucking, like, least responsible thing you could have possibly done, man. I know that. You really don't have it? No, I don't have the map. We gave it back to you after map check yesterday. You've always had the map. I know, and I've always had the map in the same place, and if it's not there, one of you had to have taken it. I'm, I'm not going into your fucking pants to get your goddamn map, man. I just checked my pocket. It's not in my pants. Look, would I go in and get your map? All I want to do is get out of here, man. I'm not fucking around. That's all I want to, man. Let's go. No, you want to stay here. You want to film rocks. You want to look around. You want to fucking, like, go. get this. You want to get that. Which way are we walking? That way. Dude, we're in the middle of the fucking woods. We're in the middle of the goddamn woods. We can walk anyway. We're going this way because that's the way we've been going for a fucking day. We're going this way and that's it. We gotta come across off. something. I gave you back the map, I Heather. I gave you the map. I gave you back the map. All I'm Let's saying is go. we can move as fast as we want, but if we have no fucking clue where we're moving to, then it really doesn't matter. We're does following it? the creek and Mike seems satisfied with that. The Blair Witch Project premiered at the Sundance Film Festival at midnight on January 23rd, 1999, with a promotional marketing campaign which listed the cast as either missing or deceased. Like most independent production companies, the Hackson Five did not have a distribution deal following the completion of the film. Producers who do not have a major distributor have to often find one by striking deals. These deals are usually conducted at film festival screenings like Sundance, Toronto and Cannes, where the film eventually won the Prix de Jeunet Award. Following its success at Sundance, Artisan Entertainment bought the film's distribution rights for $1.1 million. The film had an initial limited release on July 4th, 1999, 
Independence Day, before this was expanded to a wider release which began on July 30th. When a film is released, the first weekend is crucial as your box office results will determine whether your film stays in cinemas for the next few weeks or sinks without a trace. When films perform badly in their first weekend, they are less likely to stay in cinemas for very long because the cinemas want to screen films that will bring in bigger audiences and generate more revenue. The film earned $1.5 million from 27 cinemas in its opening weekend, with a per screen average of $56,000 according to boxofficemojo.com. The film expanded nationwide in its third weekend and grossed $29.2 million, placing it number two in the United States box office chart behind Runaway Bride, starring Richard Gere and Julia Roberts. In its fourth weekend, the Blair Witch Project screenings expanded to another 2,142 cinemas, finishing again in second place with a gross of $24.3 million behind fellow horror film The Sixth Sense, directed by M. Night Shyamalan and starring Bruce Willis. By the end of its theatrical run, the film had a worldwide gross of $248.6 million, over 4,000 times its original budget. The Blair Witch Project was the 10th highest grossing film in the US in 1999 and has earned the reputation of becoming a sleeper hit. An esteemed US film critic, Roger Ebert, concluded in the Chicago Sun-Times, at a time when digital techniques can show us almost anything. The Blair Witch Project is a reminder that what really scares us is the stuff we can't see. The noise in the dark is almost always scarier than what makes the noise in the dark. You guys were online me about the map, were you? Because this just seems like you guys are having just a little bit too much fun for my taste. Oh, it's going a little stir Heather. crazy. Heather, 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 if you make me yell at this point, <laughs> I'm going to have to yell at you, man. Come on, seriously, if you have the map, I just want i just want to know that you have it. That will just make me happy just to know that you have it. Heather. If, if, I, if I know that you have it and I can at least see it, I will feel much better. Like, all we're trying to do is be cool with well, you. Well, I find it very cool that I get laughed at because my shoes are wet for the rest of the day. I find that fucking hilarious. <laughs> Heather, dude, all our shoes are wet. We were laughing at the situation. Fine. We're fucking hungry. We're fucking tired. What the hell else are we supposed to do? You know what? At this point? <laughs> I kicked the. F I'm sorry. It's fucked up. It's fucked up, but I, I kicked that fucking <laughs> into the creek yesterday. <laughs> it was useless. I kicked that fucker into the creek. <laughs> I fucking hope this kid. Mike. Holy shit. I really fucking hope Mike, he's kidding. Are you kidding. I really fucking hope Mike, he's kidding. Are you fucking kidding? I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. You've gotta be kidding me. Mike, you have gotta fucking be kidding me! I'm fucking kidding! Get the fuck off me, man! What the fuck are you out of your fucking mind? Oh, I'm not out of my mind! Mike, the map doesn't do a shit! Do you me. 
Oh, I can't believe you could be such an asshole! What the fuck were you thinking? You're fucking with my shit here! Okay, no, I'm not. I'm not. Your own ass was useless! This was your own ass! That was useless! Okay. Okay. This is not why I brought you out here, man. Okay. I'm sorry about the map, man. Okay. What can I say? Sorry. Please, just don't shit. say sorry. Don't. The map was not worth shit to you. I knew exactly where we were on that map. You. I asked you. I knew exactly where we were on that map. Yesterday, I asked you what you fucking river we you were on. You shut up! I'm gonna fucking stick your. Get this fucking camera off! I... Give me the compass. You've betrayed us all beyond, <laughs> way fucking beyond. Bullshit. Give me the compass. You betrayed us when you couldn't get it out of, out of the woods last night. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> Can I hold the fucking compass no. now? Can I hold the fucking compass? No. I bought the compass. If you wanted a compass, you should have I don't give a shit if you, you bought, bought the compass. You fucked compass. us up, he fucked us up. I don't know why it's you can't admit yourself. that you've been screwed from the moment have, we got out here, man. Because I haven't. The Blair Witch Project is widely regarded as the first film to be marketed primarily by the internet. It was so innovative that it caught the attention of the whole world by creating a terrifying mythology that many believed was real. The film's executive producer, Kevin Fox, brought in the public relations firm Klein & Walker to create the film's official website, launched in May 1998. The site featured a timeline of historic events relating to the Blair Witch, crime scene photos, false police reports, newsreel style interviews, excerpts from Heather's journal found by the police alongside the high 8 tapes and 16mm film rolls, and it fielded questions about the missing students. These all helped support the realism of the film's found footage device to spark debates across the internet over whether the film was a real life documentary or a work of fiction. Some of the footage was screened during the 1998 Florida Film Festival in June. During screenings, the filmmakers made advertising efforts to spread the events in the film as factual, including the distribution of flyers at festivals such as Sundance, asking viewers to come forward with any information about the missing students. The campaign tactic was that viewers were being told, through missing persons posters, that the characters were missing while researching in the woods for the mythical Blair Witch. The Internet Movie Database, or IMDB page, also listed the actors as missing, presumed dead, in the first year of the film's availability. The film's website contains materials of actors posing as police, investigators giving testimony about their casework and shared childhood photos of the actors, all to add a sense of realism. By August 1999, the website had received 160 million hits. I understand we have to go, believe me. I it know is hard for all go. of us to hold it together. We need to get out of here in I one know. piece and this I is not this. helping. You're not telling me anything I don't know. Just okay. let him have his, his flip. Does anybody have a cigarette? No, man. No, there's none left. Nobody has any cigarettes? We're out. Why the fuck? What the fuck was this blue jelly shit all over my shit? Let's go. Let's go.
If we keep going south, we will get out. Please. I want to set up camp another fucking night, man. Josh, none of us do. I know. I know you don't. Whatever it is, is going to come back. We know that for a fact. We don't know that for a fact. Well, it came three nights in a row, and it's I'm, getting worse every night. I would love to hear this right now. I really would. I'm just trying just to say go? that, you know, we have to... I know. Leah. Rationally say they they might they might very well go on forever compared to our footsteps. Not not possible. Not possible in this country. Why is not, it not possible. possible? Because oh, this is America and it's not possible. We've destroyed America, most of our natural resources. Let's just keep going. America. God send your grace on me. At the twilight No, that's the tree we crossed. That tree huh. is down. That's the same one. Oh, God! No. Oh, no. You've got to be kidding me! This is a joke! No. This is not funny! Mike, just please stop. Please, please stop. Please stop. Please stop. No. No, Mike, it's not the same log. It's not the same log, Mike. Same log. Look, it's not. It is. Open your eyes. It's not the same log. It's not, it's not the same log. After the initial Sundance screening and Artisan Entertainment's acquirement of the film, a distribution strategy was created and implemented by Steven Rothenberg. The film's trailer was leaked on the website Ain't It Cool News on April 2nd, 1999, and the film was screened at 40 colleges in the United States to build the word of mouth spread. A third, 40 second trailer was shown before Star Wars Episode 1 The Phantom Menace in June, ahead of the film's major distribution. USA Today reported that The Blair Witch Project was the first film to go viral thanks to its clever marketing strategies. Sanchez and Myrick created and maintained a website, BlairWitch.com, which added further details to the legend. The legend describes the killings and disappearances of some of the residents of Blair, Maryland, a fictitious town on the site of Burkittsville in Maryland from the 18th to 20th centuries. Residents blamed these occurrences on the ghost of Ellie Kedward, a Blair resident accused of practicing witchcraft in 1785 and sentenced to death by exposure. The Curse of the Blair Witch, a made-for-TV tie-in documentary which aired on the Sci-Fi Channel prior to the film's major July release, presented the legend as real, complete with manufactured newspaper articles, 
newsreels, television news reports, and staged interviews. This backstory for the film is a legend simply fabricated by Eduardo Sanchez and Daniel Merrick. The stage was now set for history to be made. Soon, the Blair Witch Project was everywhere. Newspapers, magazines, television, posters, billboards, radio. Marketing turned to merchandise, and everything from t-shirts, badges, keyrings, hats, missing posters, trading cards, comics, video games, and almost anything with the infamous Stickman on it was now widely available. Film posters promised a truly horrifying experience, with taglines including The scariest movie of all time is a true story. Scarier than The Exorcist. Scary as hell. Everything you've heard is true. Joshi's Blair Witch Mix was released as the film's soundtrack, presented as the cassette tape found in Joshi's car parked on Black Rock Road with an accompanying note which read, dedicated to the memory of Heather, Mike and especially Josh, whose great taste in music inspired this album, Rest in Peace. Further intensifying the myth was the unofficial album Greetings from Burkittsville by Sisyphus, which provided an unendorsed soundtrack to the film. Todd McFarlane, creator of Spawn, even designed and released two separate variations of a Blair Witch toy. The most sought after collectible became the actual town sign from Burkittsville, which was stolen three times before finally being mass marketed to put a stop to fans descending on the town to steal the iconic sign. Dan Slater, editor for New American Library Publishing, bought the rights to create a book based on the movie for the Blair Witch Project and, working with writer D.A. Stern, created the best-selling spin-off book, The Blair Witch Project, a dossier. The book contained police files, journals, letters and historical documents. A trilogy of PC games was released, each delving further into the history and mythology of the Blair Witch. Overall, in terms of marketing, using the internet was a new way of doing things in 1999, and what they did then has now set the template for everything afterwards. It was a masterclass in marketing. What? What kind of stuff? No way. They're all over the place. Holy shit. Come up here quick! I need to use the CP! Yo, there's all sorts of shit up here, man. This is fucking crazy shit. Please, I just, I gotta get this on 16. Take the fucking camera. Okay. I have no idea. Jesus Christ. That's fucking creepy. And this is no redneck. No redneck is this creative. Can we get out of here now? Yeah, please. Okay, I've got everything on video, man. Oh, Jesus Christ, I didn't even fucking see these, man. 
That's it, Heather. Heather, you got enough, man. Let's go. That's enough! Stop taping! Please stop taping! Okay. Okay, okay, okay. We're leaving right now. Okay. Okay, we're out of here. We're out of here. I'm leaving. Come on, turn it off! I want you to get back in the creek either. This is not the way to get out of here. Fuck! Fuck! I think it's safe to say at this point that we're lost. I don't know what to do. Today's film industry is moving slowly and steadily away from low-budget, independent filmmaking in favour of over-inflated budgets and an over-reliance on CGI, green screen and motion capture technology which allows any actor to be any character. Just look at Andy Serkis as Gollum, King Kong and Caesar to name but a few. Many filmmakers believe that the steady reliance on technology is a good thing. James Cameron has been a long-term supporter and voice for its continued use to produce sophisticated visual effects which look smooth and realistic while allowing the audience to become immersed in the film without breaking their suspension of belief. However, for the independent filmmakers like Eduardo Sanchez and Daniel Merrick, use of such technology was not just inaccessible based on their funds, but it would have run the risk of stripping the screen of what is truly important. Interesting and realistic characters being involved in engaging stories. Films like The Blair Witch Project show that communicating non-verbally is every bit as important as what is contained in dialogue. Through the actor's reactions, we can imply what is on screen without ever having to show it, firmly proving that sometimes the scariest horror films simply need to rely on the imagination of its audiences. Where the technology was unavailable, the Blair Witch Project relied on a non-traditional approach to get the material they needed. The actors involved became both performers, crew members and cinematographers, which allowed Merrick and Sanchez to have a clear stylistic separation between Heather's individual footage and the so-called behind-the-scenes video. The footage, shot over eight days using a CP 16mm camera and Hi8 tape camera, became very realistic while still allowing for adjustments to be achieved. American Sanchez, watching reactions from afar, would leave notes at specific drop-off points to help improve both performance and narrative without ever having the actors break from character. This means that most of the directing occurred in the editing room where they pieced everything together to make it look like a standard documentary. This is experimental filmmaking at its peak. They showed the industry that anyone with a few cameras and friends could make a movie as long as you had the right story. For all the money and stars and effects that is thrown into horror films, it was the film that had no money, no stars and no effects that ended up terrifying the world. A film that relied solely on atmosphere, tension and human drama. Using old fashioned technique mixed with modern day thinking, the world was given one of the most unique and horrific cinemata experiences possible. The Blair Witch Project is classed by the Internet Movie Database as horror and mystery. Two 
financially top-selling genres of recent years, thanks to the success of films such as 2017's Get Out, directed by Jordan Peele, and It, Chapter One. Sequels, franchises, remakes and reboots have become a common part of Hollywood today. Whether it's Disney and Marvel's superhero franchise, remakes of classic comedies such as 2016's Ghostbusters, reboots of Spider-Man and The Amazing Spider-Man, or sequels to previous hits, even like The Blair Witch Project. Adam Wingard directed Blair Witch in 2016. Adaptations of successful books like Gone Girl have become a key feature in the marketplace for films. Some see this as a sign that Hollywood is getting increasingly risk-averse. It is safer to put money into something that already has a guaranteed following, either from previous films or bestsellers, than it is to risk millions of pounds to finance and make a film that might be a flop. With Netflix, Amazon, Disney+, Shudder and Sky to name but a few, now producing major television series with high production values to rival cinema, take Stranger Things for one example, some see this as likely to increase the trend towards adaptations rather than focusing on original screenplays. However, these services are also an important part of the film industry as they provide another platform for audiences to watch films and another revenue stream. Because the like of Netflix and Amazon also make it easy for us to stream or download movies to watch in our own homes on large TVs with surround sound, cinemas are having to adapt to attract audiences. Independent films do not always get distributed to the big cinema chains like Odeon and View, but instead they might get screened in smaller independent cinemas like the Edinburgh Film House or the Glasgow Film Theatre. These cinemas are part of a network called Europa, which supports independent cinemas across Europe and the rest of the world. They are less commercial than the big cinema chains and often cannot only rely on revenue from screenings to survive. They have friends organisations and themed film festivals, but they also rely on government funding through the British Film Institute, Creative Scotland and Europa. While they do screen major cinema titles, recently Avengers Endgame in 2019, this is usually for a much shorter period of time or perhaps later on in the year as part of a themed or feature screenings, like one for people who missed it the first time around. With the current lack of big screen films being released due to the COVID-19 pandemic, Cinemas are re-screening classics in order to generate revenue and attract audiences who have become even more reliable on home viewing and streaming services. View recently screened classic horror and Halloween films, such as 1993's Hocus Pocus, directed by Kenny Ortega, and 1978's Halloween, directed by the legendary John Carpenter, in a bid to get people out of their homes for the big screen experience. View's big advert continues to use the line this is not a cinema, this is, in order to screen live sports, theatre productions and TV premiere episodes like Sherlock and Doctor Who as a way to attract audiences and to simply survive. There was no Amazon Prime or Netflix in 1999. There were limited channels available, 
So if you wanted to see a film, you saw it at a cinema, waited half a year to see it on video, or endured the 12 month wait before it finally became available on satellite and cable TV. The sold out screenings, the lines of people waiting to see something real, and the terrified audiences that helped spread the fear through simple word of mouth as they exited cinemas, would prove without a doubt that there is no comparison to viewing a film on the big screen. The Blair Witch Project was a moment in history not just for horror cinema, but for cinema in general. It is the forerunner to modern horror cinema. There would be no Bloomhouse without it. And there has never been a more influential moment in horror than the release of the Blair Witch Project. Mike, where are you? I'm right here! Where is he? I hear you, Josh! I'm going upstairs! Thanks for listening to this mini-pod from Duke and Pick's bad, yet surprisingly good, film and TV club. Tune in next time, where Duke will be back, and you will hear us discuss the fantastic lost-found footage film inspired by the Blair Witch Project, Troll Hunter. Look for trolls in them their hills. Troll! As always, if you have any feedback, please feel free to leave a comment in the box on either SoundCloud, Spotify or Apple Podcasts. If you want to get in touch with us, you can send us an email via piki05 at yahoo.co.uk. There is also a handy link to redbubble.com in the episode description. Here you can purchase Duke and Pick's merchandise 
for each available podcast episode. I hope that listening to this mini pod, a case study on the Blair Witch Project, has enhanced your understanding of the film industry and how an independent film can become an overnight success. Like always, I usually like to end a podcast on a quote. This time, the quote, however, is not going to come from me. We're going to hear from Heather. I just want to apologize to Mike's mom and Josh's mom and my mom. And I'm sorry to everyone. I was very naive. I am so, so sorry for everything that has happened. Because in spite of what Mike says now, it is my fault. Because it was my project. And I insisted. I insisted on everything. I insisted that we weren't lost. I insisted that we keep going. I insisted that we walk south. Everything had to be my way. And this is where we've ended up. And it's all because of me that we're here now. Hungry. And cold. And hunted. I love you, Mom. And Dad. my eyes. I'm scared to open them. I'm going to die out of here. Picks out. Another boy went missing, a poor kid Not to be poignant, but I wish I'd ignored it Cause I didn't even believe in witches before this But now it's time to get my pitchfork and the torches Three o'clock in the morning, I probably ought to be snoring Instead I'm getting lost in a forest Don't call me Goldilocks, I don't want any porridge Like I give a fuck which balls are coldest, hottest, or warmest I got bigger problems, should've gotten insurance for this trip Cause now I'm missing someone reported Sure, hope the cops brought a lot of chalk from my corpse if they find it, it'll be divided up into portions Chopped and tossed into a bubbling cauldron 
run along with body parts Possibly belonging to orphans The moment that you start running low on your resources You're only in survival mode Totally robbed of endorphins I've stumbled upon a cacophonous chorus Of the awfulest noises There's a knot in my organs But I got my dog at least And I keep him off the leash If he's barking up a tree You don't want to ignore him I got a feeling there's some ominous force This godforsaken nature walk Couldn't be farther from boring I found a house with every orifice boarded I think it might be haunted Should I knock on the door? Wait! Who's gonna get you goosebumps pumping? Don't put me in a corner Hair razor got your heart rate pumping Don't put me in a corner Glow camera, hope your nose is Some reinforcement. This shit holds a little more than just a fixer upper. If I were you, I'd put it on the market, get another. You could probably find a squatter, a list it for rent. But if you move, Mrs. Witch, tell me which way you went. Cause I don't need to see you, I can picture it in my head. I mean, look at me, I'm already pitching a tent. I know that I never should have been holding a totem. I saw the writing on the walls, but I don't know who wrote them. I really thought I had balls, but I'm not so bold in the scrotum. I wanna go back home and crack open a cold one. Military training didn't prepare me at all. I'm converting my K9 into a therapy dog. Come here, bullets, stay put and wide awake until daytime. With daddy in the corner, we'll be watching the paint dry. Who's gonna get you this from Than your three bears sit. It's time out for you. Does that seem fair, kids? Unless you dare turn to face me, the Blair Witch. I'm gonna make you take a walk down memory lane. Cause I'm a devil manifesting your shame. Remember everything rest. You're getting less and less sane. You're never finding the exit when I am letting you stay. Setting the stage, and you've been cast in the play. The final act is beginning, and it's a tragedy. Yeah. You want someone to blame for all this? Take a hint, dunce. Go sit in the corner, forget the witch hunts. Listen my voice, follow the call If you simply give it time, promise you'll become involved I see it in your eyes, you don't wanna die at all But telling me to stop better off talking to a wall Who's gonna get you goosebumps pumping? Don't put me in a corner Hair is, I got your heart rate pumping Don't put me in a corner Low camera, hope your nose is running Really?